The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that believes there's no time like the present to learn about the past. I'm Gabe Lusier, and today we're talking about a classic toy that's delighted generations of children and adults alike, even though most of them have no idea how it works. The day was July 12, 1960. The Ohio Art Company released a new mechanical drawing toy called the Etch-A-Sketch. Its design was deceivingly simple, just a 9x8-inch red plastic frame with a flat gray screen in the middle and two big white knobs in the lower left and right corners. Turning those knobs would reveal the true magic of the device, causing a thin black line to appear on the screen almost as if it'd been drawn on there from the other side of the plastic. By turning the knobs carefully, kids could control the direction of the line, allowing them to draw pictures as intricate or as abstract as they pleased. The Etch-A-Sketch looked a little like a toy version of a black-and-white television, but the pictures shown on its screen weren't produced with electronics of any kind. Instead, the toy relied on nothing but science and clever engineering, harnessing the peculiar effect of electrostatic charge and aluminum powder to create a drawing tool unlike any other. And the best part was, the Etch-A-Sketch was 100% reusable. Anytime a kid filled up the screen with doodles or made a mistake with their line work, they could simply turn the toy upside down, give it a shake to reset the powder, and then start again with a fresh blank canvas. It was versatile, entertaining, and sometimes frustrating, but maybe most importantly, the Etch-A-Sketch was the most forgiving toy on the market. Those qualities, coupled with a successful TV ad campaign, made the Etch-A-Sketch the must-have toy of the 1960 Christmas season. 
It's since gone on to become one of the most popular and most recognizable toys in the world. Not to mention a reliable pastime for family road trips, indoor recess, and any other time you feel like making drawing more complicated than it needs to be. The inventor of the Etch-A-Sketch was a French electrician named André Cassagne. The idea came to him while he was installing a light fixture in a factory during the mid-1950s. The factory produced a fancy kind of embossed wall covering called lincrusta, and aluminum powder happened to be used in the manufacturing process. Some of that powder happened to get on the clear protective plastic of a light switch plate that Cassagne was installing. When he peeled it off, he made some marks on it with a pencil and was surprised to find that the marks became visible on the opposite side of the plastic. Cassagne knew right away that he had just observed an electrostatic phenomenon. His pencil had raked a line through the metallic powder, pushing aside the particles that had stuck to the plastic thanks to static electricity. After making this discovery, Cassagne began designing a toy that could create drawings using aluminum powder and a stylus, or plotter. He spent the next five years or so tinkering with the device, and eventually won a prize for it at a French invention competition. By that point, Cassagne was calling it l'écran magique, or the magic screen, and with the help of an investor named Paul Chaise, he eventually secured a patent for the device in both France and the United States. Design-wise, Cassagne's original model was pretty close to the Etch-A-Sketch we know today. Its rectangular plastic case was even that same familiar red color. The main difference was that you controlled the direction of the line with a joystick mechanism, rather than with a pair of knobs. Functionally, however, the toy worked about the same. If you were to crack open an Etch-A-Sketch today, which you absolutely shouldn't, you'd find a mixture of non-toxic aluminum powder and tiny plastic beads attached to a flat, clear screen. The beads are there to help keep the powder from clumping when it's pushed around by the stylus. But the most ingenious part of the design is how the stylus is moved. The toy's knobs are connected to a sophisticated pulley system, which moves a metal stylus along a series of right-angled rails. If you turn the left knob, the stylus moves horizontally, and if you twist the right knob, the stylus moves vertically. To the user, this action appears to be drawing a dark line on top of a light gray background, but in reality, the stylus is etching the powder away from the screen, meaning that the black line you see is actually negative space on a screen that's otherwise covered with electrostatically charged powder. Likewise, when you flip the screen over to shake away the current picture, you aren't really erasing a line so much as filling it in, recoding the empty parts of the screen with a fresh layer of aluminum dust. In 1959, André Cassagne introduced the magic screen at the International Toy Fair in Nuremberg, Germany. However, the device was quickly dismissed by the bigger manufacturers because they thought the inventor wanted too much money for the rights to produce it. Initially, the Ohio Art Company passed on the magic screen as well, but after a second look later that year, the company realized it had made a mistake. It ultimately agreed to Cassagne's supposedly high price, forking over $25,000 for the license, more than the company had ever paid for a single toy. Shortly after the deal was struck, 
Cassagne worked with the company's chief engineer, Jerry Berger, to redesign the toy for the American market. The inventor had already swapped out the cumbersome joystick for the now-famous knobs, but it took some work to adapt the inner mechanism for mass manufacturing. Of course, the biggest change was the product's name. At first, the company considered keeping the name Magic Screen, but for marketing purposes, they thought the rhyming name Etch-a-Sketch was more fun and evocative. Production began in the summer of 1960 in conjunction with a TV ad campaign. The earliest commercials centered on a little girl named Pernella, who has to hide under a basket to play with her Etch-a-Sketch because everyone in the house keeps wanting to borrow it. Some kids may have found themselves in the same situation when the toy finally hit retail shelves on July 12, 1960. It initially sold for $2.99, which is equal to just over $30 in today's money. Many parents thought that was a bargain for a mess-free art activity that could be used again and again. And by the time the holiday season rolled around, Ohio art was having a tough time keeping up with demand. In fact, the company continued manufacturing Etch-a-Sketches all the way until noon on Christmas Eve. That allowed them to send out one last shipment to the West Coast for all those last-minute shoppers. The company's big push seems to have paid off, as Ohio Art reportedly sold more than 600,000 units that first year. But even that was just a small taste of the success to come, as the Etch-a-Sketch had debuted at the perfect time right at the peak of the baby boom. All those early adopters eventually passed on their love of the toy to the next generation, and they, in turn, did the same with their kids. In that way, the Etch-A-Sketch gradually became a staple of childhood play for multiple generations and counting. For most of the toy's first 60 years on the market, it was made by the Ohio Art Company at a facility in Bryan, Ohio. In late 2000, however, the company announced a cost-saving measure that moved production overseas to China. Sadly, the company's financial fortunes didn't improve in the years to follow, and in 2016, Ohio Art sold the Etch-a-Sketch rights to Spin Master, a Toronto-based toy company that still produces it today. More than 150 million Etch-a-Sketches have been sold worldwide to date, and while various versions have been released over the years, with different colors, shapes, features, and sizes, the toy's basic appeal remains the same. The Etch-A-Sketch is both simple and complex at the same time. It challenges you to draw what you imagine in a medium that's both restrictive and exacting. But if you fail and ruin your drawing with a careless, misplaced line, the Etch-A-Sketch doesn't shame you. And that's because its creators understood that there's satisfaction in starting over, just as there is in getting something right the first time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about toy history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can get in touch directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays and Ben Hackett for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. 
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.